Chapter 12, Friday, June 7th, 1776. By virtue of the authority vested in us by certain resolutions of the Congress of the Colony of New York of the 7th day of June, do there, excuse me, do therefore summon you to appear before us to show cause, if you have any, why you should be considered as a friend to the American cause. This is a summons from the New York Provincial Congress to a suspected Tory. Becky sent me to fetch the Lady Seymour to help Madame get through having her husband arrested like that. The old lady lived two blocks north of Trinity Church, the one with spires that scraped the sky. It's one of them old Dutch-style houses. Got a red door and a knocker looks like a heart, Becky said. Can't miss it. The house was not far from City Hall, along a street where soldiers with heavy axes were chopping down the row of tall poplar trees. Fortifications, a soldier explained to a cartman, to protect against the invasion. Any day now, they say. The red door made the house easy to find. I walked through a beautiful garden around to the back. Neatly trimmed boxwood hedges created a path lined with young betony plants, lavender, daylilies, and honeysuckle. Mama would have admired the roses. My fingers itched to pluck up the scraggly weeds that were crowding them, but I dared not. I knocked at the back. The door was opened by the whitest girl I'd ever seen. Her skin was pale as water except for two flame-colored spots on her cheeks. Her eyebrows and eyelashes were near invisible and her eyes a mix of pewter and blue. She wiped her hands on her apron and said something I didn't understand. I've come for Lady Seymour, I explained. Madame Lockton requires her presence. She frowned. What wilt you? What did she say? I asked. In Augenblick aus dem Blift. I could be saying that wrong, by the way. She said before she closed the door in my face. What was an Augenblick? New York was stranger every passing day. I knocked again, but there was no answer. I was about to walk home when I heard Lady Seymour's voice through an open window. A moment later, the door opened and she stood there in the kitchen. I curtsied, proper-like. Pardon, ma'am, but they've arrested the master. Madam is poorly, she nodded. They've been hunting loyalists all day. I told Anne it would come to this. Come inside, child. Isabel, is it not? The kitchen was larger than the Lockton's, with a tiled hearth and copper pots hanging on the wall. A smoke-colored cat curled itself around my ankles and its tail in the shape of a question mark. Please sit down. You must be hungry. I perched on the edge of, edge of a chair. Lady Seymour poured me a mug of fresh milk. My surprise at having a proper lady do so must have shone on my face. You could use some building up, she said, as she pushed a plate of molasses cookies to me. Eat and tell me everything. She turned to her servant who stood by them and she said something in German. The strange girl bobbed once and left the room, the pale pink ribbons from the back of her cap trailing behind her. She speaks only Dutch, Lady Seymour explained, and shows no inclination to learn English, I'm afraid. Now, a bite and the events. I chewed the cookie quickly, took a sip of milk, and recounted near everything, though I neglected to mention my role as the household spy. She listened carefully as I spoke and asked plenty of questions. Did Elihu say anything to the men who arrested him? Did he give them any names? Not in my hearing, ma'am. She sat back in her chair. He's in no danger, so long as he stays silent. She broke off a piece of cookie, popped it into her mouth, and chewed. I imagine Anne is in a lather. 
Yes, ma'am, I said carefully. She told Becky to pack the trunks for Charleston. Lady Seymour shook her head. I don't blame her, but fleeing would ensure that the rebels would take, take everything. Yes, ma'am, I mumbled. I took an overly large bite of the cookie, certain she would send me back straight away. She tapped her forefinger on the table as she pondered, her rings flashing in the light. Right, she said firmly, having come to a decision. I will write a note for you to take to the lawyer's office before you go home, and another for Anne, telling her that Elihu will be soon set free. The Dutch girl came back in the kitchen and said something I could not make out at all. Lady Seymour rose from her chair and motioned for me to stay seated. Finish those cookies, please, and drink a second glass of milk. You can't run errands for me unless you're properly nourished.